1981 was a great year for werewolf movies. We received not one, but two outstanding titles. The more celebrated may be the sublime An American Werewolf in London, but the other film, The Howling, is just as special. I'm Stephen Archibald, and welcome to my movie podcast. Somewhere in this city, in this human jungle, it begins. Just try, he's right there. What do you see? What's there? What do you see, Karen? What's there? Somewhere in these woods, in this primal, sensuous, secret place, lies an experience too terrifying for words. Hello again, dear listener, and welcome to They Came From Within Cult Movie Reviews. A hair-raising experience. The Howling, 1981. Makeup and practical special effects had advanced considerably by the start of the 1980s. Two of its greatest artists, Rick Baker and Rob Bottin, were to be thrust into the limelight for their groundbreaking work on the aforementioned werewolf movies. Although the howling subject matter is rather dark, what with its initial focus being on the pursuit of a sexually perverted serial killer, it has a blackly humorous tone throughout. The lovely Dee Wallace plays the leading TV news presenter, Karen White, who finds herself being stalked by the psychopathic Eddie Quist. The courageous Karen takes part in a special operation to meet with Quist in a sleazy porn theatre. And the atmosphere in this part of the film is as disturbing as it is oppressively grubby. Unsurprisingly, Dee Wallace was very uncomfortable with shooting this scene. Miss White barely survives the ordeal and it's just as well that she's left with amnesia. Karen's therapist, Dr George Wagner, who was played by the wonderful British actor Patrick McNee, advises her to visit a remote resort called The Colony, where she can recuperate and receive some treatment. Karen travels to the resort with her husband, Bill Neal, who was portrayed by the personable Christopher Stone. Engaged at the time of the production, Christopher and Dee were married to each other between 1980 and 1995. Sadly, Chris died of a heart attack on the 20th of October 1995 at the age of 55. The couple also appeared together in the 1983 adaptation of Stephen King's Cujo as well as in the TV series The New Lassie. We soon learn that most of the inhabitants at the colony behave in a rather peculiar manner, but then they all share a dark secret. Let's just say hair loss is something they'll never have to worry about. 
from the period in which this film was made, I couldn't think of a more appropriate director than Joe Dante to helm it. Apart from John Landis, that is. But then he was off making an American wealth in London around the same time. And the movie did not even start out with Dante. Jack Conrad was originally given the directorial reins, aiming to work from a script written by Terence H. Winkless. However, Conrad quit following some dispute. We then get Joe as director and the excellent John Sayles was brought in to rewrite the screenplay. And it's highly likely it was Sayles who injected the story with plenty of wit and dark humour. John did exactly this on Joe Dante's Piranha from 1978. It's another great little horror film which takes a serial comic approach. The men obviously held each other in high regard and Dante gave Sales an acting role in his 1993 comedy movie Matinee. Sales even acts in this movie as a rather tall morgue attendant. The Howling is loosely based on an entertaining 1977 novel of the same name by Gary Brandner. To date, there have been seven sequels from Howling 2, Your Sister is a Werewolf, made in 1985, up to The Howling Reborn from 2011. Of course, none of them are a patch on this film. And now, all anyone can do is watch and wait. For example, the only cool things about the first sequel, Your Sister is a Werewolf, is its title and the fact that its makers somehow persuaded Christopher Lee and Sybil Danning to appear in it. The frightening Eddie Quist was played by the Yale-educated Robert Picardo. Robert, who's known to many for playing the holographic Doctor in Star Trek Voyager, has appeared in several of Dante's films, including Explorers, Gremlins 2, Small Soldiers, and Inner Space. It was Picardo who improvised one of the movie's best lines, I want to give you a piece of my mind. As for the Californian actress, Belinda Belaski, she's appeared in at least nine of Joe Dante's projects, from 1978's Piranha up until his segment of the horror anthology film Nightmare Cinema, which came out in 2018. In The Howling, she plays Karen White's intrepid friend and colleague Terry Fisher. When it comes to the female characters, there's one which sticks out in most people's memories. Eddie Quist's leather-clad sister, Marsha. She was played in a highly seductive manner 
by Elizabeth Brooks. Many of us remain transfixed by her, even after she seduces poor Karen's husband. In a tragic twist of fate, Elizabeth, like Christopher Stone, was to die at a relatively young age. She was 46 years old when she passed away from brain cancer on the 7th of September 1997. The Howling is full of clever werewolf movie references. For example, a number of the characters are named after directors who made films about lycanthropy. There's George Wagner, who made the 1941 version of The Wolfman. Terry Fisher, who made The Curse of the Werewolf in 1961. And there's Fred Francis, who directed The Legend of the Werewolf in 1974. Karen's TV producer boss, Fred Francis, is played by the great Kevin McCarthy, who attained screen immortality as the star of the original 1956 version of Invasion of the Body Snatchers. The quiet, unassuming Dee Wallace is a bit of a fantasy icon herself. Apart from The Howling, she starred in the original version of The Hills of Eyes, in E.T. the Extraterrestrial, and in Cujo. Dee even showed up as a housemaid in the 1975 version of The Stepford Wives. Returning to the subject of the movie's outstanding makeup effects, Rick Baker initially worked on the picture until he left to do the creature effects on an American werewolf in London. He handed the task onto his very capable assistant, Rob Bottin. Baker was, of course, the recipient of the first ever Oscar for Best Makeup for his groundbreaking work on American Werewolf in London. However, it's good to know that The Howling won a Saturn Award for Best Horror Film. Pino Donaggio's delightful music score is of its time, but it also evokes the creepy movies of the 1930s and 1940s. The old movie legend, John Carradine, appears in the film as a colony inhabitant called Earl Kenton. It was a man called Earl Kenton who directed Carradine in the 1944 picture, The House of Frankenstein. The Howling was shot in California during the months of May and June, 1980, and it went on release on the 13th of March, 1981. From a modest budget of 1.5 million, it made a healthy $17.9 million at the box office. With this, and an American werewolf in London, us horror fans could happily say a bad moon was rising. I'm Stephen Archibald, and thank you for listening to my podcast. They came from within cult movie reviews. Please feel free to like, follow or subscribe. I truly appreciate your company and hope you can join me again soon. Take care for now and goodbye.
The Howling.